Welcome to the Marlborough Monday Espresso podcast. It's the 30th of May. After a couple of difficult weeks, it seems like it's been a long time since we've been able to report some decent news. Last week was a pretty positive week for markets. Firstly, let's speak to Raj. What's going on in the UK side, Raj? In the UK, the Chancellor of the Exchequer announced a 25% windfall tax on energy companies, and that's to help fund support for the cost of living crisis. The tax is expected to raise £5 billion and is expected to be in place in the short term. The announcement also included an 80% new investment allowance. And that means energy companies can reduce the amount they pay if they commit to fresh capital expenditure. Now regarding big oil, such as BP and Shell, the tax will only apply to profits generated in the UK and the bulk of companies such as BP and Shell's earnings comes from overseas operations. The risks to the North Sea oil and gas industry is that international companies like BP and Shell might see the UK as less attractive following this type of announcement. Now this type of windfall tax introduces uncertainty and the market does not like uncertainty not only to the energy sector but also to other sectors. Which area might the government target next? Perhaps power generators? or miners, or consumer goods firms. So concern there, I guess, around the precedence. Analysts will be wondering, what does it mean for profits? How can we forecast profits going forward? So as you say, the uncertainty there. On the other hand, though, it does put some money back into the pockets of hard-pressed consumers, which obviously are the driving force in the economy, certainly in the local economy. On that front, we saw the PMI numbers released last week. Yes, and those numbers dropped by 6.4 points, to 51.8 and that was below consensus expectations. Now that decline was the fourth largest on record and worryingly was mainly driven by the services PMI, services being one of the largest areas of the UK economy. So not a great picture in that it's declined. On the other hand though, at least that number above the 50 level which indicates contraction, so 51.8 still indicating a positive picture, a growing economy. So perhaps the, the fears of recession not yet playing out in the data. Speaking of recession and fears of that, let's go across to the US side. Nathan, what are we seeing on that front? So yeah, we had an exceptional week for US equities last week. The S&P, and this is in dollar terms, was up 6.62%. The Nasdaq was up 7.15%. We had some really strong returns from energy. It was up 8.2%. Tech was up 8.1%. Consumer discretionary 93 and actually, even the worst performing sector on the week was up. So healthcare was up 3.3%. So some really big moves across the week in the US. Big news, certainly big moves. The news really guided by the Fed last week. There were a couple of things driving markets last week, and one of them was definitely the Fed. We all know that the Fed has been talking about raising interest rates. They released minutes last week from one of their meetings. And yes, they're looking to continue to raise rates at the next two meetings. They want to raise rates by half a percentage point. But after that, they want to be flexible. So what you're really seeing here is they're acknowledging that some of the data is coming in. It's a bit better than expected. As a result of that, they think we won't have to increase interest rates. So that, as we mentioned earlier, that perhaps the fears of a recession created by a policy error by the Fed and other central banks, maybe those fears easing, maybe the worst fears won't quite be realized. And we also had an inflation reading that was pretty good. Yeah, and I think this was one of the reasons why you saw an extension of that rally towards the end of the week, because not only did you have the Fed confirming, actually, we're going to be flexible, 
the whole reason they want to be flexible is because inflation data looks like it has peaked. So the Fed look at a measure of inflation called the Core Personal Consumption Expenditure Index. And they look at this to gauge where inflation is going. So this data reading came out towards the end of the week and it's now shown two consecutive months of decline. So the question of is lower inflation a trend or not or is it something that's going to persist? So I expect you know the Fed obviously has sight on some of this data. Hence why the minutes were talking about the fact that they could be flexible around interest rates because inflation is moving lower. So if we see this trend persist, this will be very good for equity markets as it would mean less interest rate rises, therefore higher profits, less chance of a recession. One of the areas that had been driving inflationary fears was China with the lockdown issues there driving a view that supply concerns pushing a view for inflation higher for longer. But we did see some good news on that front last week in Shenzhen, which is one of the manufacturing hubs. Full manufacturing will open up again from this week or next week. So perhaps again, the inflation fears not quite as bad as we'd forecast. Wrapping it up, a volatile week. Volatility has been high. Remember that volatility works in both directions. So we'd seen the weakness for a couple of weeks. Last week was a pretty positive week. We do expect this volatility to continue. As Raj indicated, there's still a lot of uncertainty around, a lot of moving parts, a lot of things changing very quickly, a lot of players reacting to, to moves as we see them. So as always, in volatile times, we always say stay diversified and stay invested. This is a shortened week this week. So next week, UK markets will be playing catch up. So again, scope for further volatility next week. We look forward to speaking to you then. Thank you. Thank you.